Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of vice. It's Monday, July 23rd. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're reviewing the iPhone X. Well, not so much the iPhone X, but a $100 knockoff of the iPhone X. A few months ago, a motherboard reporter messaged editor-in-chief Jason Kepler, saying, Hey, I found an iPhone X for 100 bucks. Do you want it? It was a knockoff made in China, and Jason knew he had to have one. One of Jason's beats is following third-party developers, so he was determined to dissect the counterfeit phone and see what was going on inside. For a little extra help, he turned to motherboard cybersecurity reporter Lorenzo Franceschi Bickeri. They took the imposter phone to a security consulting firm, and what they found ranged from totally bizarre to funny to a little disturbing. Here's Jason and Lorenzo talking about their experience. Hi, everyone. This is Lorenzo Franceschi Bicchierai. I'm a security reporter at the Motherboard, and I'm here with Jason Kebler, the editor-in-chief of Motherboard. We recently ran an article, a review of an iPhone 10, but it was a counterfeit iPhone 10 that we got in Shenzhen, China for $100. We went very deep on this phone, like we played around with it for a few days. We had a security researcher review it and probe it, and then I did a teardown and had uh, experts from iFixit analyze what was inside. So, um, yeah, Lorenzo, what did you think of the phone? I remember the first time you brought it to the office, it looked exactly like an iPhone X. I was like, wow, is that the iPhone X we got for review from Apple or something? So it looked uh, really like the real thing, but only obviously until you started playing with it, it was a little different. Yeah, so the background info here is uh, we have a reporter, Sarah Emerson, who went to Shenzhen, China, earlier this year for a separate story and she messaged me one night and she's like, hey, I found an iPhone 10 for $100. Do you want one? And I was like, absolutely, yes, buy that instantly. So she bought it. She sent it to me. It came in like an iPhone box, the same box that you'd see at, a, at an Apple store. It looked like the same box, but everything was like a little blurry. Like the printing quality wasn't quite as good as you'd expect. But, you know, everything kind of looked normal. I opened it up and inside the box was a phone Honestly, I didn't know what to expect because it could have been she just got like a stolen phone or something for $100. And I was like, kind of hoping that's what it was. But I think what it actually was was much more interesting because uh, you turn it on and, you know, the Apple logo comes up. Uh, the home screen comes up and everything looks exactly the same. But, you know, if you've used, like, the iPhone X is Apple's latest phone. It's very fast. It, it's You'd presume that, like, a good one, a new one is, is really good and things would be, like, fluid. But as I'm, like, swiping through the home screen, I notice that it's really sluggish. Like, the screen bounces. You know, I start opening up apps and they actually look at first to be real. Like, I open up the calculator app and it looks exactly like the calculator app. I open up the mail app and it looks like, you know, the one that you'd have on iOS. 
Um, and then I go into settings and the settings menu looks the same. So I start scrolling through the settings and I'm like, this is uh this is an like I don't know what this is, but it's an iPhone. It seems like an iPhone to me. It's just like a little slow. Um, it even charged with like a lightning cable. So I was like, okay, this is a, an interesting piece of technology. But then the cracks sort of started to show. Yeah, let's talk about what didn't work very well. Like you know, the phone has Face ID. Can you talk a little bit about the Face ID? Yeah. So Face ID is on the iPhone 10, and it is sort of the state of the art for consumer like facial recognition. Um, I think it's had some problems, but you know, Apple says that it can distinguish between twins and stuff like this. So it's like you know, uses all these sensors. It's a crazy technology, and this phone claimed to have it like it actually came with a pamphlet that was like this has face id and i was like okay so i opened it up uh, in settings and it's like you know turn on face id add a face so i click it and the selfie camera pops up and it puts a green box around my face so it's able to like recognize a face um, but then it suddenly just goes like face registered and then it closes and i was like okay like where where is this being sent like where is this being stored and the interesting thing is that the phone did unlock with Face ID. Like if I held it up in front of my face, it was able to to unlock. The bad thing is that anyone's face could unlock it. So if anyone put their face in front of it, it would just unlock the phone, which is obviously like a huge security flaw if you were to use this phone as like your everyday device. So it's a very easygoing Face ID. You know, all you need is a face. It IDs a face, yes, but not specific faces. Um, So that was the funniest thing to me. Like, they actually tried to make this work, and it clearly didn't really. It had Siri, but Siri didn't really do anything. iTunes was, like, really wonky and didn't seem to work that much. And I opened up uh, the health app, you know, that counts your steps and stuff, and it was just, like, crazy. It was, like, an animated avatars, uh, like, are you a boy or a girl? And that's, like, not at all what you know, Apple health is like, I opened up maps and it went to Google maps. I opened up podcast app and it just opened up YouTube. Like it's very clear that this is not iOS. It was something that looked very much like iOS. I opened up the app store and it looked like the app store, but it crashed and it said Google play store crashed. I was like, okay, so this is an Android phone probably like, I don't know what's going on here, but it's probably an Android phone. Yeah, so we wanted to know what was going on under the hood. So we took the phone to a security firm here in New York called Trail Bits and basically just gave them the phone and told them, tell us what this phone is and what software this phone is running and what this software is doing. So I went with you to drop it off. Do you remember what that was like? Yeah, like I think they sort of uh, they didn't know what to expect either. I think they were expecting something that didn't look like an iPhone. And when they started playing with it, they're like, wow, this kind of looks like an iPhone. Uh, as you said, you know, like the apps kind of, you know, look real. And they were like sort of blown away by how almost real it looked like. It also has the notch at the top, which is like this highly controversial thing among like Apple fans because the Face ID sensor like takes up part of the screen. So there's a notch. And this phone didn't have that because it didn't have the sensor, but they recreated the notch in software. It's just a black space at the top of the screen. And it's like people don't like the notch, but they did it to keep up the illusion. So yeah, so we gave it to them and basically we're like, okay, you know, do whatever you want with the phone. Just tell us what's going on and how insecure this is. Because I honestly expected it to be very insecure because obviously this is like a $100 phone and probably whoever made it is not very concerned about protecting your data as, uh, you know, Apple is. So they kept it in a Faraday cage, uh, which is essentially like a bag that blocks all signals from going out of the bag. 
And the idea there was that they didn't want the phone to spy on them because they assumed that someone else had access to the phone. So they did their thing, and then a few weeks later, they sent us a report that detailed what they found. And the too long didn't read of the report is the phone is completely insecure, and whoever made this doesn't care about your privacy. And the other interesting thing is that, yes, it is Android, but it's not the Android that you will would find in any other Android phone. The way they put it is that they said it's a patchwork of software put together and sort of stitched together in a very sluggish way. And one of the most concerning things was that if you logged into iCloud with your iCloud account, uh, it would send it, it would like broadcast it to the whole system, all the apps, all the, everything that's on the phone, and also send it to some server in China. So they were like, you know, don't use your iCloud. And if you did, you know, change your password because someone else has it. Yeah. So, I mean, this thing, it had like backdoors all over it, had malware all over it. It was unclear to the researchers whether this was like malicious or just sloppy or, you know, a quick and easy patchwork of stuff that just kind of works and kind of doesn't. They also said that they made an attempt to have Siri work, but it actually just sent, you know, your voice to Baidu, which is a Chinese firm. Like all the different settings were mapped, um, you know, Android settings were mapped to the iOS settings, if that makes sense. But if the phone didn't have the capability of doing something, it just didn't do anything at all. So I think the overall recommendation was like don't use this phone but it was a really interesting piece of of hardware and then earlier this week we've had the phone for a few months and i was like i've been really excited to do this but also very uh hesitant to because i wanted to take it apart and see what was inside i have seen the inside of an iphone 10 i went with iFixit to australia to look at the iphone 10 when it first came out as part of their teardown and I wanted to open this one and see what it looked like, but I knew I was probably going to break it because I had no idea what it was or how it was put together, so I had no guide. I was just kind of guessing. So at the bottom of every iPhone, there's like two screws. They're called pentalobe screws, and they're these proprietary Apple screws that you have to have a special screwdriver for. Um, I have that screwdriver, and this phone has that, so it's like, oh, wow, Like the attention to detail here is really good. So I start unscrewing and it doesn't actually go anywhere. Like the screw just, it doesn't unscrew. So I stuck some tweezers in there and pried it out and the screws were fake. Like they weren't, they didn't have threads at all. They were just like little bolts and they didn't go into anything. So I grabbed a suction cup and I pulled the screen off. It had like, you know, one little uh, cord connecting the screen to the motherboard that ended up snapping because there was just no way of removing it. It was kind of like soldered on. So at this point, the phone's totally broken. And inside, you know, there's a motherboard there, but I've seen the inside of an iPhone 10, and the, like, Apple logic board is... Every chip on there is super small, super tiny. Um, You can tell that they're using every little inch of space in there. Inside here, there was just, like, a bunch of plastic space fillers, just little weird plastic things. And then the motherboard itself, the chips were huge by, like, you know, electronic standards. And what that suggests to me is that this stuff was old. You know, as technology gets better, the chips get smaller, the space is used more efficiently. So, you know, I had someone, I fixed a look at it, and they're like, yeah, this is, like, two, three, four generations old. This is, like, a really old motherboard. I think the security researchers we talked to said that it's a Taiwanese board from a couple years ago. Uh, It runs some version of Android that's like three, four years old that's been modded. 
inside it's like there's a battery but there's also oddly no screws which is strange because most phones have screws or glue or something this just had a bunch of rivets which is like the metal is like pressed with like a punch basically and just kind of like shoved in there and the people i spoke to i fix it said that this is like way cheaper and way easier to manufacture so these things are like made to be disposable basically it's like you open it once like I didn't really screw up in destroying the phone. Like, it just would be destroyed if anyone were to open it ever. When you think about how do you get a phone that costs $100, you do it with old technology, you do it with the cheapest, fastest manufacturing tech. And it seems like this software is, I wouldn't call it like highly advanced, but someone very lovingly recreated you know, iOS. So it was like a very painstaking thing to do the software. But I think the hardware was just like, what is the cheapest possible thing we can put this on? So I have two questions. One, why didn't it have a headphone jack since there was so much space? And two, what's the state of the phone after you opened it up? So it doesn't have a headphone jack because the iPhone 10 doesn't have a headphone jack and they would kill the illusion. I'd have to speculate about like why this phone exists in the first place. It's either, you know, trying to rip off dumb people or it's something where, you know, you sell it to people who can't afford an iPhone 10 who want to look like they have an iPhone 10 because it is a functioning phone. You can browse the internet, you can send emails, you can make calls. It has Wi-Fi, but you know, it's like an old phone. But if you want to look like you have an iPhone 10, no one's going to notice unless they actually use it. The state of the phone right now is that it is on my desk in two parts. The screen is held on with these two pieces of plastic that were just like melted onto the back of the phone. And to open it up, I had to just rip it apart. I know a couple people in Manhattan who may be able to fix it possibly. So I'd love to have it fixed because it's like a cool piece of tech and I'm not going to Shenzhen anytime soon to buy a new one. Fingers crossed it can be fixed, but like right now it's kind of just trash on my desk. Too bad. Uh, Rest in peace, iPhone X. Yeah. After looking at what was inside the phone, both in terms of software and hardware, what do you think was the big takeaway here? Like, what did we learn and what's the lesson that we want our readers to have? Part of this was like, hey, this is really fun. It's fun to buy some like a counterfeit thing and see what's actually inside of it. But I do think that there's like a bigger point or a bigger reason why we did this. Um, You know, we've written about like repair and third party parts and stuff like this, like Apple does not want you to fix your things we've seen them kind of go after independent repair people who use like refurbished screens or stuff that they didn't buy directly from apple and you can't buy stuff directly from apple so it's like they want to be the ones to fix your phone you know there are are factories in china that are capable of making the same parts that apple makes like you can buy a third-party screen that works with an actual iphone it's not going to cost you a hundred dollars it's going to cost more than that But they're capable of doing that, and these are aftermarket parts. They're not counterfeit parts because they work with the original thing. Apple would say that that a screen that they didn't make is a counterfeit screen. I think it's pretty clear that this phone is counterfeit, but there is sort of like this spectrum of devices that's like, this is counterfeit, but if you bought a phone from Apple and then you cracked the screen and replaced it with a third-party screen, like, is your whole phone counterfeit at that point? Like, It's still a phone. It still works. It still functions just as it would have otherwise. And actually, it's a pretty important question for us to answer because if Apple is the only one who's able to repair your phone or make parts for the iPhone, then Apple owns your phone even after you've bought it. To read Jason and Lorenzo's full story, go to motherboard.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. 
And make sure to tune in again on Wednesday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.